Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 7, Episode 6, titled Rue Hollywood Stories. Today is Tuesday, April 7, 2015, and we are streaming live on Pride48.com, just as we do every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. My name is Joe Batanz from the podcast Catching Up, and I am joined by my two amazing co-hosts. From the podcast Dubious in 10+, we have Daniel J. Brewer. Good evening, Mr. Batanz. Good evening, Mr. Brewer. How are you? I'm doing ducky. Oh, someone's at the door. And this week we have a very special guest co-host from the podcast pod is my co-pilot, Taylor the Latte Boy. Now, does this make Donna Sugars Merle Ginsburg and I'm Michelle Visage? <laughs> what had happened was, yeah, later in the show we will do three yeah, we... different versions of what had happened to Donna Sugars tonight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Donna Sugars cannot join us tonight. She's actually in rehearsal for a play that she's going to be in, but she did record for us her last look, so we will be playing that clip later, and she will get to she'll plug her play there. So if you're in a Buffalo, the New York, person to be in a play that hasn't been written yet. That's right. If you are in the <laughs> Buffalo, New York area, uh, you might want to go and see the lovely and talented Miss Donna Sugars in a play, uh, and she'll plug that later in the show. Anyway. Uh, back to you. Oh, there is a plug for it later in the show. All right. This week, the girls play with the pit crew and perform in yet another acting challenge before marching down the runway in their best death couture. On the main stage, Jaden Dior Fierce and Candy Ho battle head-to-head in the lip sync, but the third time proved to be the charm, and Rue finally sent Candy Ho back to Puerto Rico. Ladies, any initial thoughts? I have one correction. Yes. Uh, Candy, Candy Ho was actually born in Connecticut. Uh, her, parent, her parents are Puerto Rican, and she was actually born in Connecticut, but then lived, you now lives in Puerto Rico. But um, uh, so she is Puerto Rican, uh, but she was born in Connecticut. So uh, I learned that from the one of the many red carpet uh, drag race red carpet interviews that I had seen on YouTube. Um, so they brought that up. So you know what's funny is I noticed you know this is Candy Ho, she's from Puerto Rico, and during the pit crew challenge that we'll talk about in a second, she just says, "I'll take Poppy." Yeah, so this is a perfect. <laughs> For her to go, Poppy. Right, right. She didn't say Poppy. She went Poppy, right. and, and I was like, "Oh, that bitch is so lying." Was I the only one that was like going, "Pick bear, pick bear"? Oh my god, oh, pick yes. bear! Yes, and I was like, "I loved bear. I loved him. <laughs> he was adorable." Oh, bear was very cute. Uh, all right, bear so I just got to clear. I, no, before we get into this episode, I just want to say I made a prediction on this show last week, and I don't want to pull the clip and, and, and you know flaunt it. Yeah. But I said Kasha Davis wants that on a T-shirt. And I was absolutely right. Not only did Kasha Davis now has that T-shirt available on her website, uh, you know, the what, what are you talking there's about? There's always time for a cocktail T-shirt oh, yeah. that she has on her website. But she's also come out with a new hit single called Cocktail. Would you like to hear a clip of it? Yeah. Oh, just a doesn't get any better than that by the way that's that's as good as I, it sounds like i am 22 years old back in ybor city with the the dance mix of some horrible aqua barbie girl shitty labouche oh god that's horrible that's now, absolutely horrible now the video of this you can find on her youtube channel a little snippet of the video of here which by the way this is, this is available on itunes for, for orders i'm so going to it. assume there's a lot of green screen in that video <laughs> No, it's actually filmed in her house, and it's all the Rochester queens. So it's Darian Lake and Detox and Kasha Davis dancing around in her living room with bad lighting. It's like the shadows are cast in the wrong place. You know, like they just invited a bunch of people over to help make a video, and it's like the lighting is kind of like amateurish light. You know what I'm saying? It's like a bad porn. Mm -hmm. It's like a bad porn with drag queens. It's really weird. Uh, But... (laughs) 
this, this, I want to get to this uh, it's always time for a cocktail thing, because especially since we have Taylor here. I do listen to Taylor's show, Pod is my co-pilot, available Thank on you. iTunes. And one of the movies I know that uh, they like is this Mean Girls, right? Am I wrong? I'm, it's, it's, I'm, yeah, I've only seen it once, but I liked oh, it. What? I really did like uh, it. I know that that's, it was very big in the Huffington house. Okay, that what it is. All right, now let yeah. me tell you this. It reminds me there's a, a moment in Mean Girls where one of the characters is trying to get the phrase fetch going mm-hmm. remember they're like oh don't try stop trying to make fetch happen that's what this feels like this is mrs kasha davis's fetch <laughs> this is that this was so awkward i just yeah, brought this show to a halt it, better it, than, no, than no, her no. felch you know what it is so it, it is it, it is the miss kasha davis gl- you know grasping or grasping for that last glimmering moment of fame or whatever it's kind of like zach from big brother last year does anyone remember zach with the fruit loop dingus thing it was just like you know it's like a month after the show no one's going to remember this no one's going to care about this you know, I'm halfway tempted to buy the T-shirt just so that, like, two years from now I can put it on. <laughs> I'm going to put that T-shirt. I'm going to buy you that T-shirt. Uh, I know. I will tell you this. T-shirts. I will tell you this. I think we have. I think we have Daniel's pink carpet all set now for uh, <laughs> for Vegas. 2017. Right. No, I tell you yeah. what. I did buy. I did go to the Trixie Mattel website and I bought a Trixie Mattel <sighs> T-shirt. But it is not. You it's no catchphrase. Mattel, it's man. no catchphrase. It's just a pink T-shirt with her, yeah. you know, visage on it. It's it's a lovely T-shirt. And by the way, now, only twenty five dollars. Did you get that because there was a chance that she might have actually packed that herself <laughs> sitting at her black lacquer coffee table one night watching the previous episode after she was voted off? Uh-huh. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, did you think she was going to look at it like, on the packing stuff like, who's this Daniel That's Brewer? right. That's what it is. Yeah, because I had the PayPal thing. She'll look at it. She'll go, oh, Daniel Brewer. Oh, I'll just sign this oh, one. Wow. I'll sign this you one. You know, there's Mrs. Kasha Davis in there for cocktail shirts. It reminds me of, as a Mexican, one of the things that's so amusing of when you go to like Tijuana or any sort of low-rent Mexican city is you'll see Mexicans who don't understand what they're wearing, but it'll be, you know, it'll be like a 13-year-old boy wearing a, a shirt that says, I suffer from PMS, putting up with men's shit, you know? And this is what you're, you're going to see 11-year-old boys and TJ wearing, it's always yes. time for a cocktail. Right. It's okay. always time for a cocktail. Excellent. Uh, all right, so let's... Let's, uh, let's get we, into the show We wish proper. you the best of everything, Miss Kasha Davis, if we uh, somehow send you an email to um, interview you Mrs. in the future. Kasha Davis. Yes, Mrs. Kasha Davis. She is a married woman. Well, you know, and you can yes. see Mr. Davis on her website, on her uh, YouTube channel also. Um, what's he? What's what's his story? Are we liking Mr. Kasha Davis? He, he doesn't say much. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's get into the show. Back in the workroom after the previous episode's elimination, Candy Ho wipes off the farewell lipstick message from Mrs. Kasha Davis. Be good to yourself. Be good to one another. Love to the moon and back. X-O-M-K-D. Go Ginger. That's that was the that first was, time we're ever the only time we'll ever get Daniel to say go ginger. That was, that was my Mrs. <laughs> that was my Mrs. Kasha Davis. Uh, yeah. yeah. While Candy cleans the mirror. Go ahead. Unless he's telling Ramble Redhead to get off the stage of Vegas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> While Candy Hill cleans the mirror, she plunges to step up her game. The girls throw some serious shade at Violet, and Miss Fame confesses her growing frustration with Pearl. Feel because I know you were having like a meltdown. No, I was not feeling it today. I was. I could tell. I was not expecting Pearl to pull through that strong. It makes me frustrated because I am so grateful to be here, and she's like every other day, like fuck this, I'm out. The energy is so toxic. I can't shower positive energy on that ship. Drama. <gasps> I don't even want it near me. Ooh. Now, here's the thing. What was the point of this building this up? It never amounted to anything. There was no fight between them. None of them was up for elimination. 
they and they built it up throughout the episode. I had to hesitate from pulling clips from my mock. This doesn't go anywhere. What was this build up here? Well, it doesn't go anywhere in this episode. Now, keep in mind that you know these have been two very large narrative voices of this program. Right? This season, two two are you know two of the main narrators for this season arguably have been Miss Fame and Pearl. So it could be yeah. setting it up for something that's going to happen you know down the line. Something that's going to happen two or three episodes down or even closer to the ending. And it might have been that there wasn't, it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of conflict that could have been spread out over the course of a show. I know the three of you all agreed to not talk about how they edited, no, but it's a star. Right here, you can do it. I'm not worrying about that. <laughs> I, 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 it just seemed very, I thought it was a good episode. It was one of the better episodes of the season, but it's still not necessarily like, it didn't blow me away. Yeah. And I think, and you know. Part, I agree, and I think I would even posted on Facebook the other night <clears throat> before the episode. I said, if Candy or uh, Kennedy doesn't go home tonight, I would be shocked. So, And I think most people mm-hmm. felt that way. This is kind of like this was going to be one of these episodes where you already kind of knew who was going to go home just based on the the strength of who was left. And it kind of, yeah. you know, was trying. they were just trying to generate some more. I actually really did like this episode overall. I thought it was a pretty— Really? I was kind of bored during it. Really? I, I, I know I, a lot I, of people liked it. I, maybe, you know what— uh, a friend of mine uh, texted me during the show going, are you watching the show? And I was like, oh, no, Trixie's back or something. But So maybe I was a little let down. Or now you say that. You say that. And uh, we, oh, by the way, we do have a chat room. If you're listening live on Pride 48, we do have a chat room over at the Pride48.com website. You can click on chat and join us over in the chat room. And uh, actually, Gravitas in the chat room just said, does anyone think they plan on bringing Trixie back right before you? Uh, you know, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to think they're not bringing her back. And uh, Turniphead said, can we just let it go? <laughs> now now this is going to offend you daniel going back to trixie though and we're not letting it go now i'm of the opinion is that my opinion now is that she was never really that good of a drag queen and they just sort of built her up to be better than she was that it would seem so much more shocking when she was let go but uh, i think maybe she wasn't that strong to begin with well i disagree with that uh and, and it's not that I think she's the greatest drag queen in the history of the world, but I certainly think she's better than a lot of the girls that are left. And that was that was the shock was just like, you know, for someone that much better. You know, I even thought I was even shocked last week when Kasha went over candy. But that's again. Now, Daniel, we have a guest here. Taylor, where do you fall on this Trixie thing? Where do you fall on Miss Fame? Where do you fall on Pearl? Because they don't really get a lot of well, Miss Fame does. But Pearl. Is- OK, well, as far as I've, I have taken a master class in your previous episodes, I listened to them all like within the last day and a half. And. I have to say that <clears throat> Trixie, I was never very impressed with Trixie. I, she was like cute as a boy. I will give cute the probably one of the cuter ones as a boy. Yes. But the whole weird kind of Bianca Del Rio's retarded little sister look that she did with mm-hmm. the makeup, I never quite got that. Yeah. Um, and as far as Miss Fame, I, I find myself waxing and waning with people. And Miss Fame is one that I hated the first couple of episodes. And Joe, I have to agree with you. The thing about the chicken last week. The whole chicken thing, it made me like her more. It definitely made me where I am a lot more interested in hearing her story, that kind of thing. Um, who was the other one you mentioned? Pearl. 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 Whatever. <laughs> I, 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 I'm living for when they finally – and I'm, she, she, I, I am calling it now – she will make it to top four, and then she will be the fourth one before they get down to final three. You know, this is a good thing, and you're here because, you know, uh, I think all of us on the initial episode called Trixie being in the top three. Yeah. Uh, we don't have Dawn here, but I would love to hear, Taylor, who is your top three? And then I want to revise mine. I think I have a revised top three. Well, you have Taylor, to because is, Trixie is gone. Right? Yeah. I would say, and I have feelings that we will talk about when we get to Untucked because I literally just finished yeah. Untucked. I think the top three are going to be Ginger Minj, Katya, and possibly Max. 
Those are going to be the three that I think are in the, in the in the top three. Now, do I think they all deserve to be there? No, but that that is, I think those are the ones that seem to have, one of you guys just used the strongest narratives, and I think those are the ones they seem to be focusing a lot on, and the other ones are just kind of falling to the wayside in different ways, and and that, that that's what I think it's going to be for top three. Daniel, do you have a revised top three? Yeah, my revised top three would be Ginger Minge, uh, Pearl, and Violet. I think those are the top three. Really? And I think Max I, will. I think Max will be the fourth that that goes away and, and, and gets well, gets the miscongeniality kind of. Thing. I'm in between you guys exactly. I think the top three is Ginger Minge. I think it's uh, this Katya and Violet Chachki. That's not okay. The top three. That's what I'm predicting in the top three. And who do you think will be the fourth one that barely misses the finale? Miss Fame. Wow. Now. Okay. This, that, that's just what I'm assuming. Uh, what I wa- I would love for Katya to win. Katya is my favorite. I love Katya. Um, Katya has definitely become my favorite one. If, if for nothing else, the interviews when she's talking when she's if, as a boy. Yeah, that, if, that's the part that's the funniest part of the show. If you have never visited her YouTube channel, we love Katya. Um, look it up on YouTube. We love Katya. I believe her website is we love Katya.com. Um, she does a weekly video segment, like a little four minute weekly video segment called Rugrats where she like talks about that previous that week's episode and like you know just little things like you know things that she regrets but it's so mm-hmm. stream of consciousness it's so funny and it's just she is such i, I love her i love her to death so. she has a tumblr page as well that it's yes. it's not caught yet it's mom's something yes. drunk mom or something like that and yeah. she she answers any question that people send to her there you go all right let's get back to the episode back in the workroom the next day the girls have an awkward discussion about sex and there were nine if you guys had to have sex with one other queen in this room, who would oh it be? Oh my god! I'm opting out. These girls are also vulgar. I mean, they're all very sexual. Can I pick more than one? <laughs> we probably all picked Katya just because she won media's touch. <laughs> well, who is the top and who's the bottom? We're talking about sex. We're not talking about sex. Max wasn't having a darling. It's like, girl, calm down. So, uh, so that's a good question. Taylor, again, as the guest, who would you most like to have sex with from the cast of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 7? That's left? Yes. Yeah. Or any of them. Oh, that's a good question. I would say, were they talking about who's left? Yeah, I think yeah. they were talking about who's left. I think they were kind of talking about who's left. Um, uh, <laughs> I would probably say Katya. 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 Of all of them. Daniel? Katya. Katya. Yeah. Uh, to me, it would be a toss-up between Max and uh miss fame i think really it is pearl all the way for me all really oh I, the, the, the I nose ring enough yeah the nose ring just it, it throws me. Uh, I, in fact yeah. uh my friend mike lawson uh posted a, a pic in the in, in on instant messenger he sent me a picture of, of pearl and i was just like oh oh i cannot <laughs> get enough of him as a boy it's the nose ring if he, if he didn't have the nose ring in i would probably be more about pearl but there's really? something about that septum that i can't that's what i bing, yeah. that's what my, i go to laser focus staring at that whenever yeah I, yeah she's exactly. not fucking yeah. his nose yeah. <laughs> well you never know but yeah. uh you know i'm not i don't want to judge you i mean if you're into that i don't want to like cast aspersions upon that uh i don't even know what i was going to say now but it also <laughs> answers the question that we had last week about medius tuck so i guess medius tuck is sort of a code for big dick right? it was no it was it was explained on Oh, I should have written this down. It was it was actually explained somewhere. I believe it was actually Katya's regrets from last week. Mm-hmm. She explained that a medias tuck means that they did the worst job of tucking. That you can oh, you can I still see, see uh, you know, a camel toe or whatever. Uh, Moose yeah. knuckle. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad tuck. 
is the... Uh, and what do you guys think about Max's prudishness? Because, Daniel, you had said, I haven't seen Max's YouTube page yet, but Max has sort of like a weird, not-what-you-would-think sort of a performance uh, style. Yeah. Did, he, would you predicted Max to be sort of so uppity? No! Yes. And it, really? I mean, I, it, was, it yeah. shocked me that he was like this this Christian whatever. I, th- I think, I, but I think that's an act. I think as they as they kind of talked about a little bit on Untucked, which I know we'll get to later, I think that is just a, we're trying to be the, you know, the glamour girls of the 1950s or whatever, and that's just so beyond anything that we would talk about. And he's doing that weird Madonna from Michigan, but she talks like she's from London thing yeah. that I... It's 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 all above him. No, it's not. You're 22. You're thinking about sex. Everybody thinks about sex at 22. Is Max Shut 22? Up. 22. Yeah. He looks 32. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, but mostly not his skin. It's mostly the way he carries himself. Right. He carries himself like an older person, not like a 22. You do realize we will never get an interview with any of these queens if we dish all of them all the time. We have to at least take a couple of them and say nice things about them. I was thinking that. So then Pearl then we gets are. nice for me, I know. I could have done Pearl this week. I don't know why I didn't. Okay, anyway, let's back to the episode. This episode's mini challenge involves an expanded pit crew and is titled Monster in Your Pants. Uh, in now for Rugo today's mini oh. challenge, we're going to play a little game called Monster in Your Pants. Ah. <laughs> Most of these mans have a number tucked inside their just-in-case underwear. Now, you call out a name. He reaches into his drawers and whips it out. Now, you'll need to gobble up as many points as possible. But be careful, because one of you bastards has a monster in your pants. (laughs) If you pick the monster before you freeze your points, you're out of the game. Pick bear! Pick bear! Oh, I know. I I don't remember which one's bear. Oh, I don't don't think Taylor would like bear. I think Daniel and I have a closer taste in men than Taylor does with us. Bear was sort of, he was actually very pale. Yeah, he's kind of a pale, Sort of a twinkie boy. uh, Mm. You know, ripped, kind of twinkie, yeah. Very porn. I don't get why yeah. why they didn't have. I guess all the names were supposed to be sort of puns and double entendres because Miles Davis Moody's yes. name on his was something that wasn't his name. Yes. Yeah. There was, it was actually like, the hottest. Go ahead. The hottest one to me was the one called Mary. Ugh. Mary yes, that's the one. Okay, that yes. was the one that I was like, oh, hello, Mary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mary was good looking. There you go. Mary. Um, okay, I, you know what's funny? When I wrote this out, I was I was trying to explain the game. I didn't want to pull a clip of Rue explaining it, but I was like, it was a half a page long trying to explain this game, and I was like, I'm just gonna let Rue do it. All right, uh, Ginger, by the way, comes into the room and has no problems with the contest. Rod, nine, Mary, eight and a half, Jack, whip it out, Jack. Ooh, girl, I think I want to freeze. You want to freeze? I want to freeze. Gonna freeze. Oh. I think she had like 24, I think was her score. Meanwhile, Katya is entranced by the beauty of the man and comes up a little short. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what the rules of this game are. I don't care what they are. Just when do I get to blow them? <laughs> I can't say that. I can't say that either. All right, Katya, call out a name. Okay. Dude, show us what you got. Motherfucker, God, son of a motherfucking contour bitch the first time. The first time out? Yeah, she got a zero. So what did you guys think of this game? I oh, wait. Yeah. I like the game. I don't understand. Yeah. I, I was there more than one monster? Because it seems like or did they just lie and say that they didn't have any points? Like uh because it seems really odd with that many guys that they would all monster out so quickly without having any points. You know, just like uh immediately go- picking the one guy that had the monster. Well, it also seemed like they didn't use all the guys 
for every person. It seemed like they they, they yeah. narrowed it down. Every person got a, a, a different batch. Yeah, yeah. There was at least three or four monsters in there, so I think it was they probably for editing purposes. They they just showed a couple of people that maybe got it on the and they just kind of didn't have reactions like Katya, so right. that's why they. Well, I mean, Katya clearly it was her first try that she got the monster right. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. that was her first. But that try. happened to several people though. They do a little montage of people yeah. doing the first try and they got the monster. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah, no, I the most- I like the game. I just I kind of wish that it would have been closer. Right? I mean, it was it was such a you know it wasn't it didn't really even matter how many points Ginger had. She was the only one that froze that we saw. Right, so no one else had any points. It's like. Everyone else hit a monster and, and didn't freeze. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think she was the only one that really had points. Yeah, so anyway, moving on, Ginger has the most points and wins the mini challenge. Rue then explains this week's main stage maxi challenge. For this week's maxi challenge, you'll be acting in the behind the scenes reenactment series. Hashtag Rue Hollywood Stories. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode. Not that fun. What happened to Merle Ginsburg? <laughs> Y'all remember Merle? She sat by my side for the first two seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. I could almost see her now. So soft, so wise, so blurry. (laughs) In teams of three, you'll portray Merle, myself, and Michelle Visage. Yes! As you reenact our very different versions of what had happened. What happened? What happened? What happened? As the winner, Ginger won the chance to select her own teammates and to group the other girls in the group for the maxi challenge. This week, the teams were Team Ginger, consisted of Kennedy, Katya, and Ginger. Team Max was Violet, Candy, and Max. And Team Fame consisted of Pearl, Jaden, and Miss Fame. Miss Fame confesses she is none too happy about being teamed with Pearl yet again. What did you think about the way Ginger teamed these girls up? Uh, any thoughts here, Taylor? Any thoughts here, Daniel? Go ahead, Taylor. Oh, I think it was. I think it was definitely intended. I think that she did put the two together, Candy and uh, Violet, because they don't get along. I, which is smart from a strategy point of view. Well, the the thing that threw me strategy wise was why pick Kennedy? It's like I understand her picking Katya because Katya is is a strong performer, uh, you know, for these kind of challenges. But Kennedy Kennedy hasn't been really good in these challenges in the past. Why pick no. Kennedy? Is like that. But of who's left, who would you pick though? I was Either gonna Max, say there's nobody good that's left. Yeah, Max would have been good for you know, I mean, like him or not. I mean, Max is a good performer. It's just like you could pick Max. Even Jaden is is better than Kennedy, in my mind. Well, that's sort of my next point though, is why does Max get sort of the shit end of the stick a lot? Like I feel Max usually performs very well in these kinds of challenges, and yet they're always putting him in like a weaker group, or he's always in a weaker group. Because because he's Max, right? Because he's doing this whole prudish thing. Because he's doing this whole attitude thing. You know, I'm sure Violet isn't the only one that's like making note of that, like going, oh, "Why are you, you know, being so weird?" It's like you know, we're gay men; uh, well, and, we can talk about and, sex. It's like, and as we as we see in Untucked later on, there seems to be a lot of shit that's not being shown. As far as where Max is acting one way when the cameras are on and as soon as the cameras are off, off, she's being a little more shady and a little more bitchy. So maybe this is something where Ginger doesn't want the competition or something. I don't know. But she just doesn't doesn't want to deal with that. And there may be a, a personality conflict as to why she didn't pick her that Here's we're not seeing theory. on the main show. Here's a weird theory looking at the groups, though. I wonder how much there were producer involvement there was, because if you notice, someone has to play Rue and there's a person of color in every group. And I think maybe they want to avoid the whole blackface problem or... Because there's a, a black woman in two of the groups, and then there's a, I guess, a Latina who all the people of color play Rue. Maybe, but I, I don't, I, I don't think so. I don't think that 
I think that was just luck. I don't think that had anything to do because uh, Candy didn't even really want to play Rue, right? Was, yeah. I mean, it's no, just that's kind true. of so. And then once again, I didn't even pull the clip. Miss Fames is bitching about being with Pearl. And I'm like, where did this go? It didn't go anywhere. I think, I think there, there will be a payoff. Yeah, I think there'll be a payoff later in the season for that. I think they want to be like another Coco Montrese, uh, Alyssa Edwards, Alyssa yeah. Edwards drama going there. All I know is when Violet said, "Oh my God, I don't want to do another. A- I don't want another acting challenge." I said, "I'm right there with you." Yeah, she's actually right on this one. Is it another fucking acting group challenge? It is. We actually, they we actually have to do anything alone. We actually have an email about that later. That uh, yes, we're not the only person that have noticed that. Oh, so. really? Back in the workroom, Pearl bogged down Team Fame with terrible ideas, while Jaden worried privately and publicly about her abilities in this challenge. Meanwhile, Max tried to keep things positive with his team as Violet struggled to figure out her role, and Team Ginger persevered as Katya worried about being overshadowed by Ginger. Goodbye, Merle. But I'm not going anywhere. Rue and I are great friends. Well, I'm her best friend, okay? And I'm supposed to be a judge here. You got it, Merly girl? Ginger is going to be the evil villain, which is perfect because she's playing it like Ginger Minge as Danny DeVito, as Tony Soprano, as the Fawn, as Michelle Visage. (laughs) Hey, Merle, how's my cake? Don't you want sprinkles? So I have to find a way to kind of not get overshadowed by Ginger. Excellent. That, that was you know, a perfect this, description of her yeah. method, by the way. <laughs> but that's the thing, though, is, and we'll get into this more, I actually think Ginger was very good on this challenge. And Daniel, I know you don't like her. What are your thoughts initially right now? Uh, she was okay on this challenge because, I mean, this challenge was very, very hammy, right? I mean, it was, it was you know... Yes, she, she was good on that. She, she was fine on the challenge. Oh, wow. We got it. Wow. Daniel cracks a little bit on Ginger. Now, Taylor, I happen to know from a personal conversation I've had with you that you do like Ginger Minge. And Uh-oh. as we will talk about after watching Untucked, <gasps> my opinion on that may have changed. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I, I thought that all three of the Michelle Visages were not playing well i mean there was the danny devito thing but pearl in particular was playing sharon needles playing yes. michelle visage yes. in snatch game her season yeah. that seemed very much what that would they were all trying to convey that versus being true to michelle visage is that an age thing though because i mean like would you know like other than her hosting i mean other than her judging would they have a point of reference of like have how michelle visage would actually act you know what i'm saying it's like it's not like they no, but it's not like they know Pearl her as a partic- performer. Pearl in one point when they were doing their thing did the weird thing that Sharon Needles did with the <laughs> yes, yes. with the weird like ghoulish face and I thought that's Sharon Needles. Yes. He's doing he's doing a Sharon Needles impression right now. Yeah. So I I was like not impressed, but that's <laughs> but you know that's just my opinion. Far fewer people watch Untucked than and I guess we can get into this in Untucked and watch the show. So are there people Daniel that you think have a uh, a better impression of Ginger than would if they watched Untucked. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think you you could take that even to the extreme of you know like uh, if you want to classify me as a super fan or something you know like I watch all the ancillary YouTube clips and their follow their YouTube channels and their Twitter accounts and stuff. You know, it's like that's that's a lot of my impression of Ginger is that she just repeats the same jokes over and over and over. It's like if you watch any of her YouTube uh, performances, like any performances that where she's been, you know, filmed in a club, it's the same routine over and over, the exact same jokes, exact same, you know, like, whoop, you know, sometimes better than others, but it's always like that whole line about, you know, it's like uh, uh, every flavor of the rainbow 
it's like Epcot for starving bitches or something like that. She's used that line in her show before. It's like, that's, that's her fallback line of, you know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? It's it's like, she's not making these things up off the top of her head. These are scripted lines that she knows that she's just, it's just wrote repeating them. You said last week that she used feverishly looking through a Rolodex of jokes and that's very much, I get that now. Yeah. And the chat room is saying that the same that could be said of Bianca Del Rio difference being is that Bianca Del Rio has some fallback lines. I will agree. If you go and, and watch a lot of Bianca's YouTube channel, you know, stuff, a lot of it is, there are occasional fallback standard jokes that she makes, but a lot of it is really off the cuff. A lot of it is, is wicked on the spot stuff that is, it's like, I'm not saying that comedians should never repeat material, right? I understand that comedians, you know, hone their material and then they use that to repeat it. And that's, that's perfectly valid. And I completely, I'm not faulting them for that. But uh, I do give massive props for someone who, you know, can improv on the spot. And I think that Bianca definitely has that ability. Whereas Taylor, I, do you want to weigh in on this? I, well, I mean, when you brought up last week that she did the joke from the Muppet thing at Disney World, <laughs> yes. that was very much when she said that. I'm like, I've heard that before. Yes. Where have I heard that before? And then when you said that, I was laying in bed and went and, and woke up Babalu because I'm like, that's where I've heard that before. <laughs> it's in the so Muppet that, Vision that, 4D. Yeah. yeah. You, there, there's definitely uh, – there, there is a hammy aspect to her, I think. There is – whereas – she doesn't have the edge that Bianca Del Rio did when Bianca now, and I hated Bianca Del Rio at the, the beginning of that season and then grew to love her towards the end. But it, the exact opposite is happening with me where I kind of liked that she was sort of an old school Southern, you know, she comes out with her handful of dollars and lip syncs. And, and now I'm just kind of seeing that she's very sort of one note. Yeah. Including her wig that I know that Donna hates that she always wears the same wig every weekend and the weird black felt paint or whatever that she wears on her forehead. That yes. kind of. Oh, that Michelle is, called her out on last week, too. Yes. Yeah. Which, by the way, my boyfriend called her out on on uh, Untucked, called her out for being the same note all the time. Yep. You know, let me say, say this also is I, I, I thought of this when I listened to the show back last week. Daniel, that joke from the Muppets, though, is older than God. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. You know, Okay, okay. Let's get, I want to clear that up as a comedy lawyer. Anyways, get back to the show. (laughs) Episode Ruin. Joe Batanz, comedy lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Hold that punchline, sir. (laughs) Joe Batanz, attorney at Ha 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 Law. Attorney at Law. That could have been funnier. Yeah, attorney at Law. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Attorney at Law. Uh, okay, here we go. Back to the episode. Rue enters the workroom and explains the next phase of the challenge and reveals the main stage runway theme. Hello, hello, hello! Hi! In a moment, you'll meet with Ross Matthews, who will be directing your reenactments. And tomorrow, for the runway, category is... Death Becomes Her. Uh, Yeah, and then she did this weird, like, now... You want, yeah. and I didn't get it. It was such a non sequitur. It was just like, what? What, what does that even mean? Yeah. yeah. It was so yeah. weird. On the soundstage, each team works with Ross Matthews. First up, Team Ginger portrays Merle Ginsburg's Rue Hollywood story. Kennedy, playing Rue Paul, struggles with her performance. Rue, I brought you a cake. All the brothers will like the. I'm sorry. It's all right, honey. <clears throat> all the brothers will want to eat this cake. Speaking of, I have to go speak to the new pit crew. Cut. <laughs> that was a little rocky. Kennedy's RuPaul was the weirdest fucking thing ever. <laughs> you 
have job security for the rest of your <laughs> life. That was like... I am just sending up a silent prayer at this point that we do not get dragged down into the bottom because of her. Then why did you pick her? Why did you pick her? Anyway. I think because they're friends. Yeah. I think Ginger yeah. sees herself as a black woman. <laughs> she's well, she, married she's, to a black man. I think she's I think right. she identifies with the black girl. Well, she certainly sprays it on her head enough. Um <laughs> I I absolutely uh, loved Ross Matthew in this bit. By the way, I, I, yeah, I, yes. No, and, and the whole segment. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to admit something, and then turn it around. I wasn't that big of a fan of Ross's up until this episode. I was like, eh, whatever. This episode, this girl turned it out. He did. She was. She brought her Ross, Ross Matthewsness into the show this week, and it, it was pretty solid. The whole episode, we got to really uh, uh, see her for how good she is. Um. Any other thoughts on this clip? The Kennedy Team Ginger thing? I mean, the girl can't read. We've seen this before. <laughs> it, it, yeah, and she, it's I, not. She, I, Go ahead. I think she was drunk. I mean, there, there was definitely where she was doing the weird slur in her words. And, you know, <laughs> so you love my body. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> She she wasn't the one that was shaving the pit crew's back for no apparent reason, right? That was I think that was she Jane. Was, actually, no, yeah, she was. It was like, yeah, and that was uh, never explained, and I didn't understand. Yeah, they always cut things out. Yeah, in those it was shows. just really weird. anyway. Sorry, yeah. move along. Next, next, Team Max gives a tepid performance of Michelle's Rue Hollywood story, and Candy has trouble with one line. Action! Stay away from my man, mother. Can I get my line, please? Mother does not play that. Mother does not play that. that. I'll play that. <laughs> play that. Action. That. Stay away from my man. Mother does not play that. Fuck. Let's do it again. Shit. <laughs> Once again, and too bad Donna's not here, even though I love having Taylor here, but Donna would have lost her shit about the fucking beard. What yeah. was going on? The minute that she came out with that beard, I turned to Babalu and went, she's going home. She's that that's the one that's going home. And it wasn't yeah. like she was the only one that had a beard, right? And it was like, uh, I'm sorry, but Kennedy Davenport always has a beard. It's like she, every look of hers to me looks like she has a beard. Anyway. Candy hoes are particularly offensive, though. I mean, it looks like a full-on beard, yeah, like a it real does. beard, not yeah. like just bad makeup. It looks like she like she didn't shave. It's really, really, really bad. And she must be really boring because this is the episode she's going home, and we got nothing from her. No, like this was what my life. What are you was talking like. about, was- Joe? At the beginning of the episode, she said that she has another chance, and she's going to untuck and let loose and play a right. fool and play a fool. Yeah, she did and she's already it. taken out the two oldest members. That's right, the two, the two oldest team team members. Yeah, she's That's... really proud of that. I know she's a bo- she's a power bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> would you be proud that there have been six episodes and you've lip synced for your life for half of them? Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I'd be pretty ashamed of that. Uh, finally, Team Fame gives their best version of Rue's version of Merle's firing. Jaden struggles with her lines while Miss Fame has a mental breakdown. Rue Paul, my monkeys made you this potato salad. Yay, I love a strong... I don't know the line. Yay, I love emotional time travel movies with a strong female lead. Yay, I love a strong female lead. I love a... I'm, like, so struggling right now, to be honest. What, what's the this struggle? This is, like, honestly, the toughest day I've had here in this competition, and I'm, I like to be professional, and this is just embarrassing for me. I hear you. I just, I want to do better than this, and I'm hitting a wall. I want to talk real, and I'm, like, in a room of people, and, like, this is a chance of a lifetime, and I'm finding myself having a conversation with 
myself. Fame decides to stop everything. Just say the fucking line. You know, I've not I've not been to this place before, so I'm trying to like fine. just like be funny. I just don't know what's better. Should I not talk about my feelings, or should I? Ju- I mean, obviously, just keep moving on. It's oh my not god, the right place. I feel like I'm dating you. He's got to get through this scene. I don't want to disappoint anybody that's believed in me. I don't want to make RuPaul disappointed that I'm here because I'm not producing because I care a lot. I care a lot about like my success. I should have I should have pulled that clip of her making the chicken noise and just played that behind all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, no, Daniel. Now I know you're a bit. You've since Trixie's gone. Your crush has turned to Miss Fame. So how did you feel during this? I, my crush has not turned to Miss Fame. I said last week that I felt like I knew her more. That there was there definitely she was fleshed out more as a as you know she was no longer a two dimensional character. I, Katya is still my favorite. Make no mistake. Um, mm-hmm. However, yeah, I, I think this was just you know I I. I, without talking about the editing, there's no way that she sat there and said all of that all in a row. I mean, that was that was clipped together. She she said all those things, but I doubt it was right on top of each other like that. But uh, I, I don't mind talking about the editing. Let me tell you something. I was uh, hanging out on this Reddit on the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit. Yeah, and somebody wouldn't an anonymous person uh, who I feel may not have been a contestant, even though she said she was a contestant, did have some knowledge. And I do agree with her. Now having watched this, that they they make the the people wear the same clothes every time, but that they interview them every day. So they do these confessionals every day. Uh, actually, they have to wear the same yes. clothes. Trixie Mattel has actually said that in an interview because oh, someone, okay. someone interview said, "Do you only own one shirt?" What the hell? And she, <laughs> and, and she was like, "No, they make us wear the same clothes for all the confessionals. They tell us that ahead of time, so that way they can okay. mix, they can mix and match reactions from one week to the next. Like, so if there was a really good reaction that would apply to this episode, but it was a better take, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, uh, the, you know, I saw a really good thing on Reddit today, but we'll we'll discuss it when we get to it. We're almost there. Anyway, can back I, to the Can show. I make a statement oh, about that? Oh, yeah, we have Taylor on so. the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, hi, I'm still here. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor, My, go ahead. That's okay, that's okay. My thought on that was the last time that we saw something like this was when Jaden had her meltdown during the Shakespeare episode, mm-hmm. and she was just looking to have a moment, and this was her oh. way of having that particular moment where we're just going to do this weird free association thing and hope that it gets her worked up enough to where she cries, shows some vulnerability. It, it was oh. very, uh, it just seemed very, it was an odd, an odd moment. And I also think that she looks like Raven Jr. I, I, from the I, first I'm season. I'm with Taylor on both of those points. I think this. Yeah. And uh, well, we're not at the final runway there, but is she ever going to get the joke? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, how's your head? Is she ever, is she ever going to get the joke? Anyway, did we lose Joe? I think we lost Joe. We lost Joe. Well, he'll he'll be back here in a second. Uh, let's see. I'll pick it up from right where he was. Uh, okay. It's elimination day, and the girls are in the workroom getting ready for their runway performance. This week, the theme is Death Becomes Her. I'm sorry? Are you back? I am back. Oh, you I, will, you know, I will tell you this was very nice. Uh, I was still talking, and because Taylor's face was frozen in an eternal smile looking at the camera, I'm like, <laughs> wow, Taylor is liking everything that I'm saying right now. Because it was just frozen in this smile looking at me. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm killing it here. <laughs> I always like everything you say, Joe. Thank you, Taylor. Uh, back to the episode. It's Elimination Day, and the girls are in the workroom getting ready for their runway performance. This week, the theme is Death Becomes Her. As the girls apply their makeup, Jaden shares about her compli- shares. Thoughts about her complicated relationship with her family. 
Hot to you. How did your family feel about Drew and Drake? Oh, they're amazing. I never had anything to worry about or feel self-conscious of. Girl, I wish my mama would be like that. What's your mom like, Jaden? Me and my mama are like best friends, but it's just kind of hard because... Of the drag? It's not really the drag thing. It's just sexuality. <laughs> I have not officially come out to my family yet. <laughs> we just kind of ignore the issue. <laughs> so they're okay with the drag, but they're not okay with you being They're gay. not even really okay with the drag. They just know I do it. <laughs> my mom kind of mm-hmm. lets me know, no, you ain't going in that direction. You know, she'll send me a text and she'll be like... <laughs> Well, I'm just so grateful that one day you're going to find your wife. Because she thinks you're a lesbian. It's just kind of hard because, you know, I love my family. I love my mom. And my biggest fear is being disowned. Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. a real fear. That's like a serious fear. Yeah. You can't be. I think it may change my relationship. This is just audio. My brothers, my mom. She's actually crying. Unlike Ginger. She's actually crying. And that's the reason why I kind of just. Wait. Say to myself. Yes. I'm sorry. So Detox po- posted a, tw- a tweet yes. and showed a picture that when Jaden is crying. Yes, her finger is going through the, the glasses. There's yes. No, yes, there's no glass in those glasses, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? She's wiping her, eye, her eyes through the <laughs> reported lenses of her. F- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Totally. It's just crazy to not be able to be like your authentic self, even in your home. And it's either, you know, I'll just live my life and. Marry a woman and do what my family wants me to do and be unhappy, or I can do me. So it's one of the two. Well, then do you and be happy. <sighs> it's just a complicated thing. <laughs> In the end, I just want to be accepted for, for who I am. And I want people to know that gay is okay. Even if you're oh, a lesbian. You. Even being a lesbian is okay. Here's the thing. What woman? Let's say he decides I'm okay. I'm a married woman. I'm just gonna go through this. <laughs> what woman is gonna marry him? You've been on a drag show, saying that you don't even know if you like women. The, uh, <clears throat> the chat room is pointing out that they they uh, had talked about the fake frames before you talked about it. By the way, um, so uh, Turnip had talked about that, but uh, well, Detox talked about it a day ago. I mean, that was. <laughs> Detox no, no, wins. No, Detox no, no. wins the internet. No, I'm just yeah. saying, because yeah, you're not in the chat room, I just wanted to give credit oh. there. No, it was, um, what was it? Uh, someone said that she won't win without a sob story, which I, I disagree well, with. Right? I mean, it seems like that Jaden always has a sob story. But, you know, as someone who pulls these clips and I write these scripts every week for the show, one thing I notice is at the 20-minute mark, there's always some sort of like, uh, oh, Miss Fame, you know, plays with chickens, or Jaden's sad, or Kennedy <laughs> lost a friend. You know, this is where we're going to have the personal moment at the 20-minute mark. Right, it probably has to do with a commercial break or something. I'd like some kind of like setting the tone coming in yeah. into or out of a commercial, probably. Which, but why do they always choose to do it when they're doing their makeup? Because that's they're supposed never, to be when they're real, when they're at their most vulnerable, because they're, they're naked and and they're and they're putting on their faces, they're putting on their masks. So while they're doing that, oh. it's they're showing themselves, and it's supposed I to make it like so that it's yeah. All right. Are we ready I like to move when on? Taylor reads into this. I like this. Yeah. I never. I don't just. I just watch the show and I go like, oh, this crazy bitch doing that. And then Taylor <laughs> actually sees. He sees the layers for what they are. He peels them back like an mm-hmm. onion. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, Daniel, do you? <laughs> Isn't that what you wanted? Yeah. I 
it doesn't seem that long when you pull it, but it seemed really long. On the main stage, RuPaul strides down the runway in dazzling couture and introduces this week's guest judges, Merle Ginsburg and Ariana Grande. Let's get our opinions on the judges. Daniel, your thoughts on Merle Ginsburg? I did not see season one, uh, and it's okay. not available online and everything. So on my She's only, on season two as well. Yeah, but I'm saying that's yeah. my only exposure to Merle is from season two. And quite honestly, I'd completely forgotten about her. And it's just like, I, you know, he was like, who? who? Oh, her? Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Taylor. You can you can tell by by this that there's a reason why they got somebody new. There is a reason why they got Michelle because she was very bland. She was very safe in what she was saying and that kind of stuff. There was no real, you know, there there was no. It, it was almost like a oh, you're back. Wow, that's great. Let's look at Michelle. <laughs> Well, as a listener so. of the RuPaul podcast, you do learn that uh, Ru always wanted Michelle, but Michelle was stuck in a radio contract for the yeah. first two years. And she, couldn't get, uh. she couldn't get out of it. Um, there was a lot of love for Merle on the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit. They felt that she should replace Carson and just switch off with Ross, that they liked her better than Carson. They felt she brought some sort of a softer edge to the show that the show sort of needs right now, that everyone's a little too hard, a little too edgy. And so there was a little love for Merle Ginsburg that she knew what she was talking about, got the show. Uh, I was indifferent towards her. I didn't think she brought anything special, but I didn't hate her. She was fine. No. No, she was Ariana all right. Grande. I mean, she was just kind of. Yeah, she was whatever. Ariana Grande. Uh, Ariana Grande looks. So, she has just lost so much weight since Big Brother. Um, <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, you know, no, I, that was, I'm sorry. This is a stupid joke. Uh, someone said something to me in the bar last night, and I'm going to get it wrong. Uh oh. Okay. Uh oh. Uh, no, no, no. They, they were just boyfriend. No, no, no. They were they were saying in the bar last night that they were that in, and I. It was right when the show was starting, so I didn't get really get a chance to to nail them down on the on the facts. It was it was the lovely and talented Veronica Mann, by the way, who yeah. gave me this fact. It said something that the song that they lip synced to last night, the Ariana song, the Ariana Grande song, Grande. I can't talk. That bitch's song that they lip synced to last night. <laughs> okay, yeah. Kennedy had just come out. Like it wasn't like a hit or I mean, like at the time that they filmed this, which was almost a year ago, that song had well, had only been out for like a couple of weeks. So it was like a brand. Is new that song. how long ago they filmed this? Yeah, almost a year ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I they didn't filmed, realize they filmed it was that in one. early August. Yeah. Oh, wow. Early August. So, yeah, so what's funny is these girls have to then sit on the results and everything for like yep. over six months before it comes out. Yeah. Then they know what's going I on. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. No idea. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I would say I, I want to go back to one thing that I know you guys mm-hmm. sometimes talk about. RuPaul, when she came out and walked down the runway at first, I have a theory about Ru- RuPaul for me is always all about the hair. What Depending on what her hair looks like is what. If whether or not I think she's amazing that particular night, and I loved her hair last night. I would the dress just like kind to... of looked like a big weird seventies Christmas tree kind of thing with that weird blue green, but I I loved I loved her hair. I would like to issue a challenge to RuPaul to not have blonde hair. <laughs> stupid Michelle Visage and her stupid gray. Anyway, uh, yeah, Wait, no. What? Oh, no, with I'm the gray hair with the, the gray hair thing. I have a thing. Do we, do we want to hear Donna's looks at this point? Or um, yeah, let's do it. All right, I'm yeah. gonna. This is gonna. I'm gonna have to set this because it's it's gonna. This is a weird thing because she emailed it to me. So hold on here. Let me let me put the bed down first. I'll turn that down, and then I'll play her song. Here we go. Hi, darlings. It's Donna Sugars. Sorry that I'm not there. I'm at rehearsal for the show I'm in called Betsy Carmichael's Night at the Bingo Hall. It's going to be super fun, but I wanted to call and give you guys my runway rundown. Now let's go ahead and start with RuPaul, honey. You're looking like a dollar store Christmas tree with all that (laughs) embellishment, honey. But the wig is fierce. Oh, one for Taylor. It's funny. 
but you only have what two weeks i mean shit where are you ginger minge oh speaking of ginger minge uh she must have loved this outfit this week because she didn't have to wear that same ugly brown wig she's been wearing every week kennedy what the fuck are you wearing Oh, I don't get it. <laughs> Max, honey, you're gorgeous. It's a beautiful outfit, but gray again. Gray, gray, no more gray. Candy, honey, I just call this outfit Count Butchula. No, no. Fame is pulling a zombie Betty Boop. It's adorable. I love the hair. I love the knife. Right through your head. Pearl is just giving you a Sharon Needles ripoff from a few seasons back. Now, Jaden uh, gets the, the trophy for the best use of theme for her float. I mean, I mean, her outfit uh, as the escaped convict. And Violet, holy fuck. Girl, I mean, I've heard of people removing ribs to suck their own dick, but she can lick her own asshole. <laughs> Bye, darlings. See you next week. I will be back. Kisses. Oh. Thank you, Donna. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, apparently Donna agrees with you about the Christmas tree. And uh, that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. And that uh, she said that she was doing Sharon needles, even though I talked about it with the Michelle Visage. That's right. You and it's like you and Donna share a brain. Well, we never are seen in the same room together. Oh, so here's a, here's the thing. Aria, I just wanted to, to, to go back into the chat room really quick. Using Mark uh, says uh, about what's your name? Merle Ginsburg. It looked like they grabbed the lady from HR and put her on the panel. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, um, the uh, what was I going to say? I, you know, I'm not a big one about the looks, but yeah, that's that uh, the waist thing. But I mean, it had been teased so long, right? I mean, we'd seen pictures of it already. We'd seen her with the cinched waist and the oxygen mask. I mean, that's been on the internet for a while now. So there you go. That was the episode it was from. Was this one? I think Taylor had some thoughts about the looks, though, didn't you, Taylor? Donna's were much funnier than mine are. <laughs> I I thought that. I mean, the only one that really. Candy Ho, the yellow vampire teeth, they were like kind of off color. That was distracting to me. And the weird, there were brown contact lenses, but the eyes were super dilated. Yeah. yeah. It just was not, it was not a good look for me. And the the dress that Fame, Miss Fame was wearing was kind of a neat dress. I did write Reynolds wrap. That was the first thing that came to my head. But did it bother anybody else that the knife was sticking out in one direction and then it was kind of like fishtailed in the back? Like it wouldn't actually bend like that and go into somebody. It was just one of those weird, I, I can't stop looking at that. It, it could have been a, the knife could have been bent already. Right? The knife could have started off being bent. Maybe it was so a it's sickle. Almost like, a, like a hook. <laughs> Maybe a it was sickle? a sickle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, here's the, here's the thing though. Uh, yeah. Candy, not candy. What's her name? Kennedy. In that horrible space chicken outfit that she was wearing or whatever it was, uh, she tried to explain it twice. She tried to explain it once in the main show as it being something that she was going to uh, morphosize into a glamazon, a glamazon with rocks on her face. And then yeah. in Untucked, she's, you know, had narrowed, had edited it down to, well, I had been out hooking and then I got burned and then I came back as a glamazon. Right. Well, they mentioned this several times. And I think she addresses this. I think, but we 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 learn a little bit more behind the curtain that the girls know the looks they're supposed to bring. They may yes. not know the reasons why, but they know the looks because actually Pearl. And we'll, yes. we'll hear this in Untucked. Addresses that she had to use her death becomes her look in the Tan Moms sketch because her original look was going to be death by tanning. However, uh, did Kennedy address why her look? She, I mean, she was supposed to prep for it. Do they do they address that? Uh, ask me again. I'm sorry, I was reading the chat room. What was the, just the, the, the question? 
Well, because we know that they're told to look beforehand. And Kennedy yes. addressed that she knew what the look was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Is that the word? Daniel just took a drink from the uh, comically large glass of soda. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's the camera angle. It's just you're seeing oh. the, the class up near the, uh, okay. near the. It's like it's coming at you. <laughs> it's, it's in 3D. 3D. Daniel drinks in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, okay, well, I guess we'll address this during Untucked, because it does come up during Untucked. Uh, let's get back to the show. After the runway looks, we get to watch the final products for the Rue Hollywood Stories performances from the girls. Because they were primarily visual, though, I didn't take any clips, so we'll just jump right into the discussion. What did you think, were there any that particularly stood out that differently than we saw the, working with Ross Matthews? Um, no, I mean, I, I I think obviously there were things cut from each of them because it's yeah, like yeah. some reference, that whole reference to like, you, you won't steal my man. And it was like, what man? What, what are we even talking about? There was no mention of yeah. a man anywhere. And uh, and why were you shaving the backs of the pit crew? I don't get that. Why was there shaving cream on their backs? <laughs> yeah. Can, can we can we mention the fact that they had one of the current pit crew have the mustache and the wig like the guy that's been on the previous ones that this is the first Sean Morales that hasn't been on yes. for a while. Yes. They yeah, had one dressed up like him. Been, that's not, so that wasn't Sean Morales? No. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, John somebody and, else. yeah, John and John's recap on the World of Wonder uh, channel also pointed that out. Yes. That that was, yeah. in fact, someone dressed up to look oh, like Oh, I him. wonder what happened with Sean Morales. Yeah. Oh, I'm sad now. And MDM, who is MDM? Because uh, in the chat room they're saying they made MDM look like Sean. Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miles Davis Moody. Oh, Miles oh, Davis. Oh, he is beautiful. I love me some Miles. He is beautiful. He is very, very beautiful. Back from commercial, Rue announces Team Ginger as the winners of the challenge and singles out Katya as the winner of the entire challenge. Ginger, Katya, and Kennedy leave the stage. On the main stage, Michelle calls out Max for repeating the same look over and over. That, that I asked you for. You asked me not to wear any gray hair. I'm waiting and I'm becoming impatient. I couldn't disagree with Michelle Moore. I think if gray hair is your thing, and I don't think that's a bad thing. And I, that's great, but nobody's asking her to change. Just try something different. That's exactly what changing is. <laughs> <laughs> I, thank you, Ross Matthews. That's that was that got my vote for line of the night. That it was really that was is. the funniest thing that was said all night. I'm not asking that her really to change. Is. I'm just asking her to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, that's the definition of change. <laughs> Maybe that's why they separated them, but Rue has to be between them. <laughs> maybe that's why maybe that's why Carson is on next week. <laughs> <laughs> is Carson on next week? I don't do know. know that? I, I don't know that. I'm just I'm just next week is Snatch Game though. I do yes. know that's true. That's true. I did yes. see the preview that it is Snatch Woo-hoo. Game. So I know people will be excited about Snatch Game. Um meanwhile, Miss Fame continues her streak of b- bizarre monologues. Stop Miss Fame. How's your head? It hurts. I can barely hear a thing inside this this muff. <laughs> Get the it's joke. like a shell. Get the joke. She hasn't had any complaints yet. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Yesterday, you had a, like a mini breakdown on set. What was going on? It was self-sabotage. My mouth is going and I'm like, I can't fucking shut up. I cannot stop my mouth. Well, but I want, I want to be to... present and get it out of the way. I'm a sensitive, heart on my sleeve kind of person. And I want to be able to bring that to the panel. Like, I want to show you that. Well, but you have to learn to listen because when I talk to you, you're a little bit ahead of what I'm going to say to you. And the same with acting. You have to be able to listen so that you can respond properly. I don't see what these bitches are talking about because I think you're fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Thoughts on Miss Fame kind of breaking down more and more as weeks progress. The exhaustion is getting to her. She's yeah. She's pretty. She's clearly not the brightest bulb on the tree. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Little Raven. It's and I don't know if it's 
I don't want to say she's stupid because I don't think she's like functionally stupid, but it's like she's just not getting the the joke, right? There's like, how's your head? And it's like that this is the second week in a row now that she's just not gotten that joke. And it's like I can just see this is going to be a recurring like every single week. Someone on the panel is going to have to answer it. Yeah, I. I but I also think that's kind of a. a dated joke oh god yes no it's it's a horrible so that and and she's another one that's 22 and if i was one of the older ones i wouldn't help her out with that because that's she just looks dumber every week yeah in the chat room they're saying that uh pretty boy syndrome okay not that pretty with the weird eye with the weird eyebrows (laughs) that are rolled on with a with a paint roller yeah with the purple glue and anyway yeah Yeah, you know i saw them doing that in the makeup room they apply some sort of like glue stick what does the glue stick do to the to the eyebrows so it is all right the the proper and i wish donna was here because donna is our makeup expert but uh it's like i'm glad taylor's here sorry taylor about that (laughs) you glue you use the glue stick and some other ones use other things but the 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 process is you glue your eyebrows down and then you put foundation and then you glue them again you put more foundation it's a point is to completely remove your eyebrows so the glue is to hold them down and to flatten them up against your and then the foundation is to blend them in with your forehead so that you can then go in and draw eyebrows higher higher than your natural eyebrows which makes sure gives the illusion of having larger eyes oh okay we didn't need donna you just gave a pretty detailed explanation i've watched a lot of james st james videos <laughs> and I noticed when they did the the cutaway scene of where they have all the makeup lying on the table, there's like three or four Elmer's glue sticks in the middle of all of this Mac mascara and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and it's weird for them I'm, to see I'm, because yeah, they're pointing on the chat room is usually clear. I mean, is those Elmer glue sticks are clear, but yeah, for yeah, some of them are using purple ones and, and whatnot. And I don't know if that's a shading technique or if it's just a different brand or if it just goes on purple and dries clear. If that's probably what it is. When I worked with kids, some of the glue sticks that, that that's the way they can see where they actually glued things for the construction paper. Yeah. And it starts off purple and then it dries clear. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I'm, I'm learning so much on this episode. <laughs> Next up, the judges read Candy Ho. Candy Ho. I just am over the vampire thing. I feel like it's a cliche at this point. And as Rue, the beard was back. And what was going up with the crazy hairline? Girl, it was so stiff. I didn't think you captured her at all. No. I I'll agree with the beard, but what were we, what was she saying about the crazy hairline? Because Candy you can see her dark hair in the back of the wig. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Because I was saying Candy's hairline is crazy. If you see it, just as a boy, it's like she's like rounded her her. You know, it's it almost looks like she's got a wig glued on, even as a boy. I mean, I'm saying it's just her hair, the way that she shapes it around her forehead is just weird. It's a weird hair. She is so much more attractive as a woman than she is as a boy, by the way. She is. <laughs> that is the biggest discrepancy right there between those two things. Uh, mm. Here's what they had to say about Candy Ho during the deliberation. Move on to Candy Ho. I feel like she's flatlined. It was all wrong. I think that she was beautiful and I loved her movement, but I don't find her particularly memorable. <laughs> much like my son. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Ariana. She had the stupidest <laughs> things to say. I didn't even pull them, but like it was always like, it smells good. She was like, basically another. <laughs> She's Jessica Alba 2.0. Yes. Yeah, she really was. You know what? They don't look that different from each other. Well, other than, you know. Jessica Ariana. Alba and Ariana Grande. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ariana Grande has the ponytail. Has the ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, Jaden was also criticized on stage. Stop. Jaden Dior fears. I got the convict because I might have dated a few in my day. <laughs> but for some reason, looking at everybody, I feel like it's just a rung lower than them. Yesterday was frustrating because you, you didn't know the lines. Yeah. So that bummed me out because I think you're so good. 
I don't want to make excuses because I hate it when people make uh, excuses. But what had happened was, is I couldn't read the lines. And then uh, I was trying to read between the lines. And then I couldn't speak. I don't speak. know if you noticed my glasses do not have lenses. <laughs> I don't, the, lenses <laughs> the lenses had left my glasses and then I couldn't yeah. read between the lines. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to make excuses. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it continued in the deliberation. Aiden Dior Fierce. When I got to sit with her on the set, there were these moments of good, but to get there was so much work. That might be okay if you're doing dinner theater, but on the stage of RuPaul's Drag Race is just not going to cut it. All right. Unless you're doing RuPaul's Drag Race dinner theater. <laughs> Which I would pay top dollar for that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what Battle of the Seasons is? No, actually, Ru- RuPaul's uh, Drag Race dinner theater is... Miss Kasha Davis. By the way, this song is a dollar. It's a dollar ninety nine. That's what it costs for an entire episode for me. Yes, a dollar ninety. You can buy an entire the song episode. Is a dollar ninety nine? Yes, the song is a dollar ninety nine. She needs to buy her boxed wine. There's always <laughs> time for on iTunes or just yes. if you buy it directly from her website. No, on oh, iTunes. On iTunes. Yeah. I think can that's the only place. I think that's website? the only place you can buy it. Anyway, I thought songs were a dollar twenty nine on iTunes. Not Mrs. Kasha Davis. Well, now, independent songs, you can set whatever price you want. I mean, it's just oh, most, well. most record labels set their price at $1.29. Anyway. All right. Uh, Jaden and Kennedy go... Oh, I'm sorry. After the deliberation, Rue called the girls back from the main stage. Candy Ho, you vamped it up on the runway, but you didn't sink your teeth into the challenge. <laughs> I'm sorry, my dear, but you are up for elimination. Jane Dior Fierce. This week, you failed to break out. Jaden. My dear, I'm sorry, but you're up for elimination. Two queens stand before me. Ladies, this is your last chance to impress me and save yourself from elimination. The time has come to live sync for your life good luck and don't fuck it up Shaden and candy go head to head in the lip sync and after the song is over rue announces her decision ladies i've made my decision Jaden, do your fierce shantae you stay You may join the other girls. Miss Ho, you came from Puerto Rico, but now the whole world is going to have a candy crush. Now, sashay away. What do you think of, uh, of the decision, Daniel? Finally, right decision. finally, yeah, finally, really we was. get rid of candy. Uh, that's the, uh, I mean, you said it earlier in the, in the show, right? It's like, you should not be proud of the fact that you have basically been in the bottom for half of the episodes that have aired. You know, yeah. She's proud of herself. She's going to go back to Puerto Rico and rub it in these girls' faces. <laughs> I, so I will say that of all of the lip sync for your life so far, this was my favorite one. I did think that they both did do a really good i i smiled through the whole thing watching both of them so it was it was plus i like that song so i lord knows i've lip synced for my life in the shower to that song a couple of times <laughs> it's terrifying for anybody who might walk in but it's still it's 
Do you do you it's swing your, like your ponytail song. around? Uh, do you like make a ponytail out of like soap suds and like swing around? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Sl- slicking the floor for a Cuban to go <laughs> flying flat on his back and he comes in to ask me a question. So that's... <laughs> I'll even say I think Candy out lip synced Jaden. But look, the bitch had been the third time. Yeah. Ago. I and I don't think that, you know, I mean, you could you could make the case that the strongest mm-hmm. lip syncer has not uh, won for the past three eliminations. Right. I mean, you could I think uh, uh uh, Trixie out lip synced Pearl. I think that uh, Kasha out lip synced Candy, and I think that actually probably Candy out lip synced Jaden. Ooh, I oh. would disagree with the one about Mrs. Kasha Davis, and and in the beginning, the reason why I think that she they picked Candy last week was because that was a build up. It was definitely in the beginning where she was kind of just sort of swaying back and forth, and whereas. Whereas Mrs. Kasha Davis like went crazy from the first drum beat. Right. And then you watched Candy build that up to where she she hit the floor and was doing it where she looked like she was screaming and everything. And that's why they they picked her over Mrs. Kasha Davis. Yeah. Last week. So. Excellent. Well, that was uh the episode recap, but we can move into Untuck now. But do we have any last thoughts on the episode proper? Any wanna close out with anything here? On not the show, just the episode proper that before we go into Untucked. I it played really well in the bar. Like I said, this is probably my favorite episode so far as far as it being a, you know, I think they've hit their stride. I think, um, you know, it was it was an entertaining episode. Uh, a lot. Uh, there's a lot of laughing at the bar. So like uh, when that, you know, when their death becomes her looks came out and like Katya comes out with a shark on her leg. Lots of laughing for that. Lots of laughing at most of Katya's, you know, voiceovers last night. It was a I just thought it was it was a great episode if you were watching it in the group you were around people that were laughing because it was it was one of those that played really well in a group of people so yeah i usually watch it with a group of people i usually watch it with my cousins but they were both in new york so next week i will be back to watching it with a group of people but i've been watching it alone it is a different experience when you watch it alone it is crying (laughs) in your underwear eating a bowl of ice cream thinking why did your life go wrong yeah i've been there (laughs) that was season five for me (laughs) yeah i was like Uh, i'm with you i'm with you Jaden. i got you girl Dan, did you wipe your tears away by just going through the the glass frames as well? The glass yeah, frames. I just put on I just put on fake lenses. And then I, I, I wear my no t- frames, just lenses. You're holding them between your cheeks and mm-hmm. your eyebrows. Yes, yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> I would agree with Daniel in that this was probably the best episode of the season. I had mentioned on our show, uh, I think it was either last week or the week before. Pod is my co-pilot. Pod is my co-pilot. dot com. That uh, <laughs> I was probably only going to give it another couple of episodes, and then I was going to be out for the season yeah, and I remember this that. I remember. this kind of reinvigorated me a little bit we'll see how we go over the next couple but i, I would definitely it, it gave me a little bit of a kick of okay i'm back in at least temporarily well at least now we're at the point i know daniel disagree with me but now we're at the point where we've gotten rid of the peripheral people now wait, 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 no, why, okay. why would i disagree with you well i think you, you think you would also throw kennedy and Jaden in there as well i would and i think i would be I will be shocked if Kennedy and Jaden are not the next two people to leave or, you know, there may be one upset there, but I think for the most part, um, none of us, honestly, do any of us think that Kennedy or Jaden are going to be in the top three or four? I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone's making that case. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're at the point now where we're getting to know our top four, whoever they may be. Mm -hmm. Um, we're getting to know them more. And I think we can all agree that it's definitely not Kennedy or Jaden. So yeah, supposedly there's some dance Kennedy does that we're supposed to wait for. But she, there's some, she's known for this dance that she does. Dying to see it. <laughs> she is a zombie dance or something. You know what I'm kind of waiting for? And I read this in an article or something that they're going to do a Shark Tank takeoff 
this season. A Shark so, Tank takeoff. Yeah, where the girl had to present some sort of product, and I guess Rue and Michelle and the, the judges are like the Shark Tank. Oh boy! So An- another uh, kind of another group challenge. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is all about the fucking group chat. You know why I think it is? Because it takes up a lot of time in the show. You know, when you have these individual challenges, you can just buzz right through them. But this one, you have to watch the little play they made, and it, it takes up all this time that they don't want to. They want to use up on the show. Yeah. All right, are we ready to jump into Untuck, Daniel? We are. I'm trying to find your time code here, so uh, bear So what with we're going to do while you find the time code is we're we're just going to play Untuck piece, big, large chunks of it. And we're going to talk over it. So if you don't. Watch Untucked if you if that's going to bother you. Right. But we're just going to sort of comment and talk over it, much like you would like on a Mystery Science Theater three thousand, right, Daniel? That's right. Exactly. Uh, here we go. Thief. Yes. <laughs> so congratulations on your win. Yay! Congratulations, Katya. girl. Thank you I'm so much. This is Ginger Katya I and you uh, Kennedy. You were win. Every yeah. time I think I'm going to win something, yeah. it's like thanks for playing. Try again next time, yeah. bitch. You really? Don't get me wrong. I'm glad that everyone was safe, but I should have won that challenge, hands down. She should have won. She should not yeah. have won. Uh, I disagree. She was the. She I was disagree better. too. <sighs> I mean, it's good to have people de- able to step up to your level, and you know what I'm saying. It's, yeah, I'm looking forward to the day that happens. <laughs> Stop! Oh my god. By the way, they carried Kennedy. I'm yeah. Oh hell yes, <laughs> hell yes, they carried. Reason. And it like, worked. I know it was sick too. That was a sickly move, bitch. And I would do it again. <laughs> we all want to win everything every time, but we ain't gonna. Girl, let's talk about these looks. Wait, what exactly are yeah, you giving us? Right look you look like were you girl. slashed in the off, off, off Broadway no, production girl. of Lion King? Yes. I ain't queen. <laughs> no, bitch. After a long night of cooking, <laughs> Trey didn't like the session, so he had good at me. Okay. He had good in you? Oh, Who's Trey? You know, I, I, I think that's our pimp. Okay. I had Chris yeah. Oh. And now I'm a glamazon bitch ready for the runway. So what you're saying is... All right, all right, wait. Before, before Ginger says yeah. this thing, yeah. Joe Batance, give me a better explanation of her look right now. Go. I I think it was just a chick... It, it, you know what it looked like? like, a, like um, who was that bit of uh, vivacious... <laughs> But like yeah. she washed, she washed her outfit with bleach by accident, and then it that was what was left. That's what it sort of looked like to me. There you go. To me, it was <clears throat> what had happened was I had gone through the Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> drive-through, and uh, it was next to the nuclear plant, and there was a nuclear explosion which fused me with the uh, mutant uh, chicken from the Kentucky Fried Chicken, and now this is uh, the product that was left. Is here I am with the chicken feet on my face. And I am a I'm a nuclear uh, mutant chicken. Taylor? Did y'all ever see Family Guy before? Yes. Y'all ever watched? Okay, you know, like once a season, Peter gets in the big fight with the chicken, and he's all bloody <laughs> yes. and gross at the end of it. Yes. That's what she looked like. Like she was the chicken at the end of that ten minute fight scene that they always have. Right. So all she had to say was, "I was beaten to death by Peter Griffin," and right. a segment of the audience would have found that hilarious. Exactly. Right. Yes. Anyway, horrible, horrible. All right, now back to Ginger Minge. You had a costume and you had to make it fit the theme. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Just like like you wanted to put on that black dress. (laughs) Girl, just because I didn't want to shave my back, I threw more fur on it. Okay. Uh, That's gross. I had to represent for my people. Okay. Which people is. (laughs) The bears. Honey, you are not. You are not. No, that I. I. I like yeah. No. I was thinking that too. Mm. Just because she's short and fat does not make her a bear. 
Yeah. Who do you I think was thinking the same thing. I hope it's not Jaden because I love Jaden. Why? Because I love her. I think she did a good job considering what we saw in the other video. Yeah, she, she, she could come out the room. Yeah. Thank you, Katya. She, because she was the, she was a, a lady. I feel like my sister is like, she tried to, she's trying too hard. And girl, you don't have to do all that. Just relax and be yourself. She's, she's young. I mean, especially as far as drag is concerned. She's, she's only been very doing it like, like a year. Valley, but you really go to Compton. <laughs> no idea what that. No idea. What I know she's the saying. last part she's, is Compton. She gives me. She you, gives me. Are you speaking Valley? English? <laughs> yeah, but you really go to Compton. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden, I don't know what that part is. On head, she is ghetto fabulous. Somebody just need to slap her. And how cheap did Candy look? Uh-huh. Wait, wait, she was the only one that I didn't know. What the hell did she die of? Like Bird flu? <laughs> yeah. The crows ate a bitch. Wait, no, really, how did she die? She's a vampire, apparently. Lip syncing right. for her life too many times. <laughs> Girl, I cannot stand Why that. in the f- hell does it take Max two and a half hours to wear no makeup? Uh, oh. <laughs> And you were done, yeah. done in under an hour, and you get all that paint, a bunch of rocks yeah, on your face. Yeah, I'm done, and this hoe still sitting in the mirror, and she ain't got a lick of makeup on. She look like Max with lipstick. Do you think? Do you think they pick on Max because Max <laughs> has just consistently gotten good reviews, and has you know is it, is it a jealousy thing because they're in a contest with her, and it looks like she's going to do better than them? By a bear. Yeah. Guess yours died of old age. How far am I going I guess, in this? By the way, I, I don't. You can. We can stop whenever. We're to me. We're in bonus territory. Yeah. Where where this is this is them. I'm assuming your next time code is the one where Ginger starts trying to stir the pot. No, the ne- that, that happens way later. I was just doing like a, a chunk, and I thought we would just talk over it again. A failed experiment. Exactly. <laughs> the next chunk. I think. Next I think we've all after. learned that this just isn't. Uh, you know. <laughs> Talking over other things just doesn't work. It's just not good for the medium. It's just not. It's yeah. not the medium for it. Exactly. Alert. Ginger just called me. Uh, it's the most offensive thing <laughs> she's ever saying. Yeah, to. exactly. Yeah. And she's now posted that on Facebook. Um, so let's see. I'm going to go to the, where is that? A 15 something. So what, what is your next piece that you pick up at? Now, I mean, well, again, go ahead. It, 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 they're big chunks. I mean, you could probably just jump around in the YouTube video. I, I should have make time codes for what happens because the girls come back somewhere but i just what i really cut out was i didn't care about miss fame's mom calling in oh yeah that was kind of that was kind of weird yeah she she showed no emotion really other Mm -hmm. than you know just i mean let's call her bitch three times bitch get off the yeah you know and it was just kind of in what was the addiction that she had struggled with? It's like, I feel yeah. like we just glossed over that whole thing. It's like, wait, what? And addiction? I sort of feel what, what do they list uh, Miss Fame's age as? Because it, it seems based on what she's saying that Miss Fame should be about 30. Yeah, right. But they list her as much younger than that, I think. Oh, do they? I'm gonna look yeah, because when she was 20, she went through addiction. And now like nine years, At nine later, years. No, no, no. Born March 1985. She's 30 years old. Oh, yeah. Oh, OK. So, OK. They gave it to her. Yeah. So. I, I have one thing in particular to say about this, and I kind of mentioned it earlier. This is the episode that makes it that I no longer like Ginger Minj at all. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't get when Daniel would talk about the book. And part of it is watching this episode after having done a master class in this podcast over the last day and a half. And and Daniel's enormously bad feelings about Ginger Minj, almost <laughs> as enormous as that glass that he just took a drink out of. That's right. The um, comically large big. glass. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I get the bullying thing. I get that we're going to stir the pot. I get the we're we're getting we're we're a little bitter hobbit, and that's 
yeah, I, I, I was very turned off by her after the end of the Untucked. Yeah, and, and I don't know that, that I don't know where the, it exactly starts there, but she was, you know, if you watch this episode, she was intentionally like trying to, you know, stir things up. Like she was trying to like set people against each other, you know, to get them like, uh, uh, I don't know what she was trying to do because then, then later and the, she's, oh, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about Max. Yeah. But that's violence. classic mean girl behavior. That's yeah. the, oh, I wasn't mentioning that to you, but you happen to see what that bitch was wearing. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, right. And then goes back right. and says the same thing to, to the Max. other person. Max. Oh, Max, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about uh, Pearl. For God's well, sake. Violet, in a weird stroke of Violet being the hero, says to her, well, maybe you should have brought this up in the workroom then. Yes. Oh, yeah. Was it Violet or was it Katya? <laughs> no, no, it was Violet. No, it was Violet. It was yeah. Violet, yeah. She said, maybe you should have brought this up in the workroom. And I'm like, whoa, go Violet. Yeah, I think uh, uh, you know, I think Max even was was calling out Kennedy during some of this stuff. He's like, oh, what was that face for? What, what were you making that face See, for? to me, yeah. Kennedy, I was very neutral about Kennedy, and this made me very much not like her. It yeah, because Kennedy really basically like said, like, I didn't say anything because, you know, I, if I'm... If I don't have anything nice to say, then I'm not going to say anything. And she's like, girl, that's so not true. But then There's- she also <laughs> says in the same in the same breath, she said, if I have right. something to say to you, I'd say it to your face. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like that Jasmine. It's like that Jasmine Masters. Let me just, uh, you know, if someone slaps you in the face, you don't have to slap them back. You punch them back. It's like, it's like uh, because God said so. I don't know. It's just really weird. Um I think that these girls were really, really tired. Once again, having uh, read a little bit about their production schedule, they do they just get one day off a week. So it's like they do episode after episode after episode. They were six days on, one day off. Yeah. And this is probably the end of a, of a streak of being on. And as we see, and they mentioned in the Untucked, they can't beat off. They don't have porn <laughs> to watch. I think now I, I am going to object to that. I think they just weren't. Because Katya even said she brought a DVD, but they didn't have DVD players. It's like... I, you know, when I travel, I, my porn is on my tablet. You know what I'm saying? It's downloaded yeah, on my tablet. Yeah, but they're not going to let them have, they, they're not going to let them have their tablets because yeah, no, the Wi-Fi. Yeah. No, no, no. They, they will, they will let them have their tablet. They won't let them connect to the Wi-Fi. Right. But then, but the thought is, and then how they control that. What if they have a 3G tablet? I mean, but I would bring something. I would bring uh, an iPod or, an, you know, like a, or something that wasn't, that wasn't Wi-Fi enabled. In other words, I would make sure I had porn is what I'm trying to tell you right now. That's what I'm trying to tell you right now. <laughs> because I you, would make because sure you I have something porn. called priorities. I do. I have priorities, damn it. It's like I would have packed my little shampoo, my little conditioner, and porn. I don't know at this point if they are separated from each other. Well, I think after the, I think what's going on in the when that untucked that you're talking about that they're doing like a survivor thing. Yeah. So in Survivor, they're also isolated from each other and they can't they, they see each other for the first time in the first episode. So right. That's obviously very important for the show. Oh yeah, it is. In the workroom. It is. In fact, I, in in an interview, Trixie said that you know that they they can hear them being announced, but they can't see them. So they can, they hear their names being said and they hear what they say in the room, but before they go mm-hmm. in. And so Trixie was like, you know, she was like the sixth or seventh person going in, and she's like. You know, I heard the names of these people going in. It's like, oh, great. What are they going to think of me when I go in there? And it's like, I know there's these other people in there. And then she also let slip, uh, which is probably boring to people that, unless you care about the production of it. But it's like, she's like the, all the little takeaways, like I'm going to win, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race. All of those things were filmed after the first episode because they didn't want any of them to meet each other before that first episode. So they didn't know. Okay. And so uh, what's her name? Typhoon. Um the 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 first tempest tempest, tempest du jour tempest du jour actually God. had already been eliminated when she went and filmed her clips about how she was going to win and everything so it's just like uh you know she showed back up the next day in drag and to, to film those things you know uh for the production thing even though she'd already been eliminated from from the from the contest so anyway 
I have I have your next time code. Should we move on to the? E- Go ahead. Well, let's just move on to the emails. I okay. think this was our untucked thing with failed. I'll just have to pull the clips next time. Oh, it, it was it was a really. It's hard to. It would be really hard to pull the clips from that untucked episode because so much of it was just snide they little were very long yeah and yeah. there was just snide little backbiting things it was like wow he was like one of the things that i before we move to the email one of the things that i i disagree with is that at one point ginger says to kennedy um you know like oh well us that's, that's big girls you know they're trying to get rid of us big girls right it's like that is i disagree with that i don't think that they're like intentionally trying to get rid of you know the big girls off there but some of the outfits they wear, just big girls should not be wearing those kind of outfits because they just don't right. look good. You know what I mean? It's like it's a matter. Of, it's not a matter of whether you're a big girl or not. It's a matter of your taste level. Yeah, really. they're, they're trying to get rid of us. They're trying to get rid of us, bitch. When were you lip syncing for your life this right. season? Yeah, you know, it's not that they're trying to get rid of the big girls; that they're trying to get rid of you. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think because you know, like Latrice Royale. I mean, I think she went. I mean, Darian Lake went far but i kind of i don't know why she went as far as she did but latrice royale i felt i mean they weren't trying to get rid of her she's beloved you know yeah. it's not like she, yeah. went, she went pretty far she, she was, was top four top final four yeah. right yeah. darian lake made it top six right so i mean top no, three top, oh, top three top, four. Top, she was top she was top four yeah she's top four so i i don't think that i think that's just a misnomer right that's like the whole christians like saying that you know they're being persecuted or whatever it's like a lot of them are big it's like you know i, I don't think that christians that, no, no. A lot of the girls. A lot of are Christians big. are big. A lot of the a lot of Christians <laughs> are big too. too. Yeah, I will go there too. All right, uh, we have uh, we have this thing. Oh, girl, you got email. We have email. Let's get right to it, shall we? These emails came into us at rdrr at pride forty eight dot com, and our first one comes in from Musing Mark, who says, "Now sashay away." Hi, guys, and Donna. I love, Hi. I love that. Well, you're you're one of the guys, right? I, I love that the Donna's the girl. Oh, All right. Oh, 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 oh yeah. It's me, Donna Shutters. Get into it. Uh, as much as I love Drag Race and love the new format of Untucked, this season's contestants are a bit lacking. In previous seasons, it was okay to have a bunch of lesser queens because there was usually a star who would emerge victorious. But this year, nobody seems like a true star. None of the girls seem to be at the level of a Sharon Needles, a Jinx Monsoon, a Courtney Act, or even a Manila Luzon. Did I get that right? Mm. Yes. Uh, what do you think? I would agree with that. Um, I, yeah, but then like you watch Survivor or an Amazing Race and it's sometimes on a reality show you don't get the greatest characters. Like especially after, I think last year's characters were so big, right? Like, you know, Bianca, Adore, um, it's just Courtney. These, these are really big, fun to watch people. They, of course, you know, now you're comparing it. That's fresh in your mind and you're comparing it. And that, you know, these people do not stack up against them. However, you know, if this season came like right after season two, I don't think we would be having the same conversation. I think there would be some, you know, it would be, you would find someone interesting is what I'm trying to say. Well, well, but I think if this came after season two, there wouldn't have been a season seven. <laughs> I think that the show is beloved enough and has a, such a strong fan base that they're able to kind of maybe let a season kind of slide a little bit and then have to come back next season with, with a bigger with a bigger uh cast yeah, yeah and, I, and that's I th- the thing yeah and i think we, go, go ahead. ahead no no you go ahead there was there was such a strong streak there i mean from season three through season six i mean three four five and six were so and even including all stars were so good just so strong ep- season after season after season after season but like you're just gonna have to have an off one yeah. you know and I, and I don't think it's that off. I mean, it's an okay season. I mean, it's not the it's not my favorite season. If it's I not horrible, them. yeah. But it's yeah, it's not horrible. I mean, at this point, I think uh, it's it's they've settled into their 
to their things. I've, I've accepted that. Uh, the, he continues, do you think that RuPaul has grown weary of his own show? He seems to just be going through the motions. Maybe it's time to wrap it up, have one more Drag Race Hall of Fame season, and call it a day. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Um, I saw this on April 1st. Someone posted a a thing saying that, oh, Logos, you know, basically said that there's just going to be one more season of RuPaul's Drag Race, and then they're going to do an all-star season and be done. Why? I, it was an April Fool's. You know, I don't trust oh, I don't oh, trust anything oh, that comes oh. out on April 1st as, as being solid news. But here's here's the thing. I know that this has been rumored and people are talking about this. Now, whether it's just, you know, idle speculation or whatever thing, I, I would not put it past Logo not having the show for more than another year or so because I think that the relationship between Rue and Logo is very strained. Like, mm-hmm. I could see them doing a Project Runway where they jump networks. Like, maybe they go to Bravo or whatever. But... You know, and so they're like writing out their contract on Logo so that they can then go to a better network Um, because this show makes money, right? This show makes money. It costs nothing to produce. It makes money. And the beauty of it is that even if RuPaul is tired of doing this, she doesn't have to host the show. She can bring in someone else to host it. It can still be called RuPaul's Drag Race. She only has to show up for the final or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like you you can kind of do the the whole project runway where you don't have to have Heidi Klum on it. You can have, you know, another host run the, you know, run the project. You just see what I'm saying? It's like, I don't Milano. Yeah. But I'm just saying RuPaul doesn't have to host it. If she gets tired, she can still make the money. (laughs) Right. She, she doesn't need to just like stop producing the show. Yeah. But would you watch it? Would you watch it if she wasn't the host? If they, that, that feels like a very jump the shark kind of thing. If suddenly she's not hosting it anymore. If she was there, like, you know, at the beginning and at the end, and she just didn't do the day to day, like, you know, whatever, like they had a different mentor, like a, like a Tim Gunn kind of character that did the mentoring during the first part and Rue only showed up for the put judging at the end. Yeah. I would still watch it. I don't think she's tired of it. I mean, the, yeah, the show itself, they only do one season. And it takes up yeah. two to three weeks of her life. I do think, know? I do think but between the lines here, I do think that the, the relationship between RuPaul and Logo is oh, very strained. For sure. Yeah. And I don't disagree that she's probably waiting to wait up the contract and World of Wonder is going to take it to Bravo or yeah, or some other network, maybe even within the Viacom family. So you could take it to VH1. You could take, you couldn't take it to MTV, but VH1 is probably the only place they could really take it. But, well, but isn't Logo owned, isn't Logo MTV and VH1 all owned by the same company? Yeah, yeah, Aren't yeah. they all Viacom? That's what I'm saying. They could just move over, but they might go to oh, Bravo. Okay. They might go to Bravo. They might go to some other network that would give, Bravo would give a lot more money for this show maybe she is maybe she's just waiting it out because logo let's face it just doesn't have the money you know they've yeah. been talking the podcast too of going to london and doing it right you know yeah. so maybe that could change things up we get some euro queens in there that could totally mix it up so yeah and i, I, I think i think this the show i think the show just you know sometimes yep. you know on show on tv shows that we love on on scripted shows there are some seasons that are better than others yep you know and going back to the Amazing Race analogy there, like the Amazing Race, they didn't have a Canadian version of that for a long time. And then they then they started doing a Canadian version of the Amazing Race as well. So it's like it's not they could branch out, right? It could you could do a UK version of RuPaul's Drag Race that RuPaul just executive produces or something. There could be a, you know, a European drag queen that does. You know what I'm saying? It's like Well, they do that for top model. All right. the different there's yeah. there's Canada's top, next right. top model, and and it's all like supermodels, it's not just some runoff. It's, you know, Iman hosted the one and Heidi Klum hosted, I think, Germany's next top model. And and it's all Tyra Banks. It's all her company. That's how she made as much money as she did. Anyway, Courtney I don't. I could totally do Australia's. That's right. Anyway, race. I don't think that RuPaul is going to quit this as long as she is making no. money. As long no. as she is making money, as long as there are a paycheck coming in, I don't think that she is going to quit it. Uh, by the way, finishing up his email here. P.S. I no longer live in Canada. I currently reside in Seattle, Washington. God bless America. 
Uh, because yeah. I had said that he was a Canadian before. He used to be a Canadian, by the way. Uh, anyway, that came in from Musing Mark, uh, the musings of a tech writer and the Life on the Shitlist pod- podcast. Our second email comes in from Nico Martinez. A question for RDRR. Hey, guys. No, it's, it, he didn't say Andana. No, he just said, hey, guys. <laughs> I'm loving the recap yes. show. You are doing a oh. great job. In some ways, more entertaining than the show you're commenting on, which leads me to an idea that I have been wondering about. This season of Drag Race has been criticized as being boring. The queens are doing worse at the challenges than they should be. It's clear that the producers of this show are trying to shake things up a bit and break out of a rut, if not coming up with actual new challenges, at least switching the order they normally appear in or disguising them as something new. For example, the multiple look runway walk usually featured in the final episodes being put in the first episode in place of a wacky photo shoot, and the wacky photo shoot being used later as a quick challenge with leaf blowers that barely got any airtime. Elements of the stand-up comedy challenge being used in the hosting and award show challenge and so on. I'm wondering if the two are related, that the queens came in expecting specific challenges and a specific order, and when this did not happy, when this did not happen, many, if not most, found themselves unprepared and unable to adapt quickly enough. So his his question is, you know, is it because they're trying to shake things up this year and it's throwing the queens that we don't like them as much and that they're they're so they're, they're, they were expecting one thing and they just weren't prepared for it. And that's what's making them not as, you know, it's like we heard that Trixie was a lot funnier in her tapes than she ever was in any of the challenges. Is it, did she just not giving the, you know, because they're thrown with this new production thing? Is, is it that or are these just subpar queens? That's, I guess, the, the overall question. I think it's a little of column A, a little of column B. Okay. I, th- I think that I think. the, go ahead. I, 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 I think that the, it feels like they're running out of ideas for them to do things. Yeah. So they just keep saying, we'll give them another acting challenge, another acting challenge. And, and I, it, it, I, I think that, I think that it is a kind of what we talked about. It's not necessarily the best group that they've ever had and it shows. And when you have that with the writers that are kind of like, well, what else do we do? Well, we already have them do, you know, a roast, but we could have them do a, a an award ceremony. Well, that's kind of like a roast, but it's not really, it, it just feels very, tiring it feels it's just kind of like like the air is let out of the show a little bit it is and it's so tough to come up with different challenges every single season right even you look at something like survivor that's been around for 25 seasons right you can kind of see through some of those challenges like this is basically just the same thing right this is this is basically Mm -hmm. tic-tac-toe again (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah this is like shatter the you know put this puzzle together again thurston howell the third comment on survivor (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. It was Mr. Kasha Davis. <laughs> it's time for a cocktail. Uh, the yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I was happy to see the the goofy photo challenge kind of be downplayed because I always hated that. But here's the thing: one, they don't need to change these competitions. It's not like the Olympics. They're like, oh, we've done these Olympics for a hundred years. Yeah, why don't we? Uh, we're going to change up the decathlon. You know, we're going to put in new events and not tell them. You know, we 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 want to see the decathlon. We know what's coming in the decathlon. We know what's going to happen. Just show it to us, right? One, mm-hmm. two. I think this is just a casting problem, you know, and it's not necessarily casting's fault, you know, as a comedian, uh, there have been jokes that I've written that I'm like, this is going to fucking destroy so hard when I try this out. And this is why you try it out and you go on stage and it fucking falls so hard. You fall so flat in your face. And then there's some throwaway joke that you're just like, oh, whatever this joke. And it kills. You just can't predict once you get all the combination of things together, you can't predict how it's going to work. And so I think they cast it, they cast a show as the best they could. I don't see a problem with casting any of these queens. And then sometimes 
the chemistry just work, you know, uh, on the previous email, somebody mentioned Courtney Act. I don't think she was particularly compelling last season, but she was in a mix of people who were very compelling. And that just sort of brought her up to the top. Right. But sometimes, you know, you cast this and you just hope that they react the way you want them to react and make great television. And uh, they don't. And again, I think they did make some some mistakes in eliminations. I don't think they should have eliminated Jasmine as early as they did. And I don't think they should have uh, eliminated Trixie as early as they did because those people were interested television yeah and they got i mean yeah. jaffin would have mixed shit up for reels you right. know and they got rid of her episode two or three yeah episode three and so yeah, yeah I, I think there were some decisions there on, on limiting things and some casting things that they couldn't predict and that's sort of the problem with this season but they, they shouldn't change those competitions everyone's looking forward to uh snatch game yes true you know uh episode number three i mean email number three came in from turniped from the canadas and says uh the subject is visage was michelle being bitchy for effect or was it genuine in terms of what just her being bitchy i guess with merle and just the whole she was particularly cold yeah. i thought yeah. in, in her bitchiness it wasn't the usual like i love michelle visage i i have dreams of being friends with her in real life oh, really? and she Aren't was you? oh god is it taffy, just a, <laughs> taffy visage florida's michelle visage taffy <laughs> florida's i'm gonna have that printed on a jacket for her yeah. <laughs> a satin jacket um and she was very I get that she was probably trying to do the whole, you know, Merle's back and I'm not happy about it, all that kind of thing. But it just it read really weird. Well, and and I, I saw this this week. So what? It was very severe, but I kind of liked it. No, no, <laughs> not it gonna lie. Great, I liked the hair up. It made her seem much more severe. And so it made even if she's trying to be sort of facetious. It made it come off as sincere. Yeah. The uh, the other thing, yeah. I think maybe she kind of like a little bit of bitchiness there when Ross was like correcting her. And then she kind of had that attitude, you know, the kind of at least had the look of, you know, how dare you? You know, how dare but she you? She used to do that to Santino all the yeah, time. Of course, now Santino's not on anymore. So yeah. Santino. Well, this I think Santino. The the end. It's like that was that was the thing I thought of the other day. It's just like Pearl reminds me of like Santino's son or something that same kind of no, really do kind not of say that boring kind of thing <laughs> hush really boring anyway uh and finally eyes flitter in our head finally uh we had a photo that was sent to us uh from a viewing party up in canada that came in from Turniphead and uh irving ito and their friends oh, that were watching on the show uh and uh, no i'm just saying that if you uh i will put it on our website <laughs> which i need to uh expand our episode thing so that I can actually put the links in there, which I will, I will take care of though. But there's a, a photo. If you want to send a photo to us, you can use uh, my Twitter account. If you want to uh, you know, tweet at us, you can, I'm at Daniel Brewer on uh, Twitter. You can do that. And I will make sure that, uh, that we include it in the show. And that's it. That's our email for the week. Any final thoughts, Daniel Brewer, before we close this up, before we uh, massage this pig, Wait, wait, we should, I feel like I should have a really bad pun here. It's just like, you know. Well, after we go, after we formally end the show, uh, maybe we should go through some of the horrible puns I, re- I wrote for uh, in case Donna couldn't do her looks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, no. I, I Again, I thought it was a great episode. I, I'm sorry that you didn't care for it. Uh, but I, I didn't hate it. I was very, meh. And, and keep yeah. in mind, I mean, we do this really weird thing because we do this podcast where we watch the episode more than once. It's like, and that a lot of times can make a weak episode seem torturous because you're, ah, really, I got to watch this shit again. Um, Mm -hmm. But this one, I didn't mind watching it twice. I I actually was was okay with that. I'll tell you what, I liked it better than the Despy Awards. Oh, yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Despy Awards was painful. Okay, Taylor, any final thoughts? No. 
<laughs> All right. I just like I said before, it was I'm glad that I'm glad that it's getting it feels like it's getting a little bit better. Well, yeah. Now, now as we get down, as we narrow it down, it's shit start to get turned up. Right. And well, I think and, and next week, well, before you finish next week, Snatch Game. I think you said that. So I'm next really looking. Week, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Game. Yeah. So the Snatch Game yeah. next week. Now. Well, thank you for joining us for another recap of RuPaul's Drag Race. You can join us every Tuesday live on Pride48.com at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Download the show wherever you get your podcasts, and also visit our website, Pride48.com slash RDRR, where you can find all of our contact information. Leave us a comment and find all of our old episodes. So until next week, for Daniel Brewer, Taylor the Latte Boy, and myself. Who's going who's gonna to do a Donna? Oh, can I do it? Can I do yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Now, sashay away. Till next week.